calories, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. Hello, hello everyone. GMGM. GM. How are you all? Welcome to Audio Galleries in Conversation With. And today our special guest is Corey Van Loo. Audio Galleries is my twice-weekly show. Um, Mondays we chill and interview an artist. And on Sundays we do the same, but we also mint with the artist that we are interviewing. Um, there's a Mint Pass that people can hold, uh, and it gives them access to mint uh, a piece of artwork that the artist provides whilst we interview them. Typically, those mints go on for 24 hours. We've got one that's actually finishing in 25 minutes' time with an incredible artist, Sati, who joined me yesterday evening. So uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to that show, highly recommend it. She's a wonderful talent. Um, if you want more information on audio galleries. Uh, I've just pinned a Substack thread. So for a newsletter, I send a newsletter out maybe three or four times a week. If you can join that, um, then uh, then yeah, you'll get all the information or follow audio galleries on Twitter, join the Discord, those kind of things. Hey, Corey, how are you? I'm doing great, Ben. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. And I really appreciate you coming up and joining me. I know how hectic your <laughs> your timeline has been for the last <laughs> what six months has been pretty bonkers yeah you good though it's perfect time and you know after a big project like that i like to take time for myself and yeah and, and make sure i'm all good and, and get and how's that going <laughs> uh it's been good you know i took some time already i went, I went to puerto rico for like a week and then nice. I'm back in the studio i've been i'm working on some new paintings right now I actually kind of had Amazing. to like cut myself off from the iPad just to get back into painting. I want to paint. So oh, you guys can see how I paint because <laughs> I haven't yeah. painted in a long ass time. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you were, you were really kind of in deep on the iPad in kind of preparation for that rug radio collection, which is stunning. I, I'm still looking through it all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but is painting your like, is painting your passion, your yeah, first pa love? Painting's my, my, my first love for sure. Um, just digital, you know, graphic design has always been a part of my work. So I'm just, I love that too, but painting, I just have so much more fun doing that. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, why don't we, uh, I like to do these kind of chronologically. So, um, first thing I always do is I ask our guests to, uh, maybe introduce themselves for the people who don't know them. I think everyone here knows who you are, but Hey, let's do it anyway. Yep, so my name's Corey Van Lu. I'm 32 years old. I was born in California, grew up on the West Coast, like Seattle and, and California, back and forth. And um, I live in Miami, Florida now. And um, yeah, you know, I've sold that Sotheby's, uh, did collaborations with Rug Radio, uh, Mike Tyson, uh, just a bunch of other shit, Disney, Pixar, Pixar uh, the movie Soul. <laughs> Uh, she would just a bunch going, of other yeah, shit. Keep going down the line, but yeah, I've done a lot of collaborations. I did art, the Artifact collab too. That was dope. Artifact Nike. Cool. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into everything else. So 
that's that's I'm, what I'm looking forward to it. But thanks, it's a great introduction. Mm -hmm. um, okay, well then, I'm eager to go right back and understand a bit more about you becoming an artist. Like, what's the origin story? How did it happen? When 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 did it happen? How did it happen? Why did it happen? You know, I think I've always just been want, wanting to like express myself in some sort of way. I always like music. I always like just any version of expressing myself. I think when I was a kid, going to like back to like early days of like daycare, um, I used to build, take all the Lincoln logs and build these crazy like castles out of the Lincoln logs. I'd use every single block that the daycare had and made these crazy like Lincoln log sets. And then, then we had like obviously our coloring time and all that stuff. And I, and I always like had fun in that. But then. I guess I noticed that my skill was a little bit more than most people's when I started, like, you know, drawing at, like, restaurants when, when I was getting, like, a kid's menu and drawing all over the kid's menu and coloring it. And then people would walk by and notice the artwork and be like, whoa, who drew that? And my mom and dad would say it was me. So I guess that was, like, like the very start of, like, me being an artist and then... I guess I started taking it more seriously and like when I was maybe like a teenager I started like drawing and seeing like uh you know like Dragon Ball Z and drawing the characters from Dragon Ball Z but then I also got really into graffiti um I go, was going online on uh, uh graffiti forums and you know just like like we do today on Twitter, but uh, through a, a forum specific for graffiti writers and things like that, and just conversing and sharing my art on there. Um, and then it just kind of developed into, I wanted to be into like a, a graphic designer in high school. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that just kind of like sent me off into this, like, you know, uh, the spiral of being an artist. But I think, I think that's like, the beginning of it was, you know, me drawing and daycare and all of that stuff. And then I just kind of was always really good at drawing. Um, and that's where it all started from. And, and were you surrounded by art and by creativity as a, as a kid? Is that, did you grow up around it? Did you, did you seek it no, out? Like... I was just always good with my hands and good with whatever, I, whatever I touched. I just good at hockey, good at basketball, good at, baseball ah, you're sports, one of them at everything you know and then i just <laughs> you're one yeah, of those people and, uh, oh. i just uh, <laughs> you know i i guess like art was always something easy for me to like do i didn't have to pay really much for it there's always pencil and some printer paper laying around the house so i could just always draw whenever i wanted and um yeah i guess that's where that's where it, that's you know I, I i was only able to play ice hockey my dad only wanted to support my hockey career so um, it, it wasn't really like, you know, I had art like being shoved down my throat or anything. Um, it was kind of around in my house. There's like prints and things like that, you know, hanging up in the house. I remember having like a, a Gustav Clement, the kiss, uh, print hanging up in our house growing up. I had, a uh, another, I love one, that painting. another, uh, the guy that paints the circles, I forget what his name is, but. Um, he just paints circle a bunch of different color circles. He's a he's a legend though too. Um, but I, I just remember seeing that art. And my my grandparents, uh, my grandfather, he used to uh, carve wooden ducks, decoy ducks, and paint them. And he won awards for that shit. So 
I guess that's like the closest like artist that was like you know an actual artist to me but uh he you know like I said he carved wooden ducks and things so that, that's they're really cool though like he, I remember growing up and just you know going in his workshop and going in he has like all these like partially you know done pieces and they're just like you know wood that he'd find on his property and then he'd go take it in his shop and, and shave all the bark off and carve you know fish all sorts of things it was really dope um amazing i guess, I guess that's so, my, uh, my, my my first like you know family member that i got inspiration from oh well that's an awesome yeah. one <laughs> that's a that's a really good one and like to win awards for yeah. it too um i'm uh i'm curious uh I, I I took a really good look in preparation for this. I actually went to Super Rare because I wanted to have a look at your your work, and I guess I've I've really had to then look at your Web three work there to that end. But there are lots of different styles. I mean, you can see that it's you. You have a very very like iconic, um, I guess, method or, or or way of presenting faces and and characters, but you can see that you've you've worked through a number of styles. You know, how would you describe your artwork? Like right now, or like over time, or just? Well, that's a great. One. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you've got you've gone to my next my next question, which is okay. So how how let's let's do it the other way around then. Let's say how has it developed over time, okay. and then how would you describe it now? Let's go with the first one. Though. How has your work developed over time? So I like to look as my at my work as a whole of me explaining the theory of transmission which is a theory of evolution and how we can all uh just understand life and how we kind of just grow as as a human being and that that knowledge knowing that knowledge you may uh just just having that knowledge just kind of helps you out a little bit in life and just understanding what you're going through at times um but uh, that that kind of came over time just because I always wanted to be better uh, every time I you know make a piece you know it just I guess that's that uh, the uh, the uh, I want to always I'm always like competitive you know so like I'm a really competitive person and when it comes to my art like I'm competitive with myself and when I when it comes to that canvas I just get you know. I want to make sure that if I'm putting artwork out and sharing it with people, like it's always better than my last piece. Um, and so with that came this like extreme evolution with art, my artwork, and it always changes. Um, I think I'm I'm kind of like getting down to a time now where it happens almost every three or four years, and um, yeah, that's just I, I imagine I'm gonna be going through a change here really soon. I'm getting I love blue faces and stuff, but I want to show you guys some more cool shit. So. Um, I imagine the change will happen in you know a few you know a year or two or whatever. But um, that's what that's what that's why it changes so much is because I'm always trying to outdo I myself. I can't wait to talk about what that will become if if there's anything. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have no but, clue. But I, I just I just know that <laughs> it's already kind of happening. You kind of see that like 
I've kind of stepped out of the rules that I gave myself of just sticking with pink, blue, and yellow all the time. And I'm, I'm introducing mm-hmm. more colors and like landscapes and um, these spiritual ideas and things like that. And with that comes, you know, change and evolution in the work. So I imagine, you know, it, it goes into some other sort of realm of some sort uh, going forward. I love that. I really love that. I, I, well, let's, let's then, let's talk about, let's talk about how you found Web3 and then I can take us through your kind of like <laughs> the timeline of your Web3 work. So let's, how did you discover Web3 and when did that happen? Um, so I found, I found NFTs through Ferocious and um, I've just always been like an internet kind of kid, you know, I grew up with a computer and the internet my dad had you know a computer and the internet in the house so i just was always fond of finding things on the internet learning how to use the internet and all its new new tools and so um you know i was making art already and selling art uh through my own website my own shopify and so was ferocious and we were always you know kind of like one up in each other as part of this evolution thing this competitive thing that i have and so uh, I imagine he's got a little bit of it too. So uh, we would, it's friendly though. It's not, not nothing. No, but, okay. Uh, it's like, uh, <laughs> I, I love, like when we first like started like following each other, we just were making like SoundCloud art and uh, rapper art, you know, like their covers for their, for their songs. And we were doing it for like 20 bucks. And, um, then then we started doing it for like 50 bucks and then we like started doing it for like 100 bucks and like it was this kind of like thing that kind of spread through all of the art graphic artists that were doing it on twitter um you know and it wasn't just me and him it was just like it was like these other artists code on these you know like uh, uh no paradigms there's a bunch of other, other other artists that you know have made nfts that were um doing this at the time so it was kind of like we were all uh, aware of each other and ferocious being you know ferocious and who he you know his story um that just kind of i was already like friends and and knowing of him and when nfts kind of like when he started making them his collectors reached out to me and um you know the first couple times i was like all right i'll look into it i looked into it and i was like yeah it's cool but I i don't really understand it um, I think the third collector hit, hit me up, and that was DCL Blogger. And uh, he he was really adamant in buying my artwork, um, which were, like, my first blue faces. And he wanted to buy them as NFTs, and he didn't get, he didn't really care about the paintings. He's like, he, he, I, I really want the NFTs. I don't, I, didn't, I don't really mind having the paintings. So I was like, all right, let me figure out some kind of animation. And I made my first five NFTs, and he bought them. Wow. And, and so he's he outright said, like, I'm not that concerned with the paintings. I want your digital. Yeah, artwork. I mean, I don't think that he like was like, uh, like, fuck the paintings or anything like that. It no, was more no, no, like, no, I, know. I think it was more like, I'm wanting to promote, maybe not promote, but just, you know, show people that, you know, artwork is valuable in this way. And and what do you what do you think now? I, I'm curious. I, I should ask more artists this. And please, please, like, be honest, Corey. I know you will be. But what do you think in terms of like 
IRL paintings, prints versus digital? Like in terms of in terms of value and in terms of where people find value, like how how do you feel about the fact that your digital work that you haven't been able to sign like, you know, with a, a pen or a, a paintbrush is as valuable as the physical work that you're creating? I'm curious, um, as an as an artist that loves painting, like how does that feel? I mean, it's interesting because I've sold both at Sotheby's now. Um, I've had like physical drawings of mine that I sold a long time ago get sold by collectors at Sotheby's, and I've had you know my NFTs and paintings get sold there. So I've had a little bit of you know all at the top level, and um, it is. It is. It's just funny, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. It's kind of like charming that 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 can happen. But I think that is the tall tale sign of a true artist that uh, their art can transpire over multiple mediums and be sold at the top level and multiple mediums. So um, I, I I think that is just um, signs of just like the art being actual art. <laughs> Yes, that's a, a great way of putting it. And I'm, I'm curious. Like, I, I'm a, I'm a digital art collector, and not not much of a physical art mm -hmm. collector. I do have some pieces, but so I'm just I I'm just curious. Just as like, an artist, you know, how that feels. with every collector, it's kind of different. There's some that really like understand what a physical painting is versus like you know a digital representation, or you know some kind of nft version of that painting um you know i've had i've had people you know collect you know both and then i've had a collector come and and buy uh the nft off of a, a collector and say to leave the painting you know so the the first collector could keep the painting and the the second collector didn't want it he just wanted the nft so um i've had Amazing. i've had you know a lot of mixture of both so i think that you know it's not this or that it's if you want to do you know you want to make physical things and you want to make nfts uh, you can do both and they and they can mix together or they don't have to um, it's, yeah. it's all just playing around and seeing what works for you or what you like to do and i've just tried to play around and i haven't really found something that i'm just gonna stick with um i like i like making physical things and like right now i want to just make paintings and for the next couple of weeks and maybe those will be some kind of you know have some kind of nft attached to it i don't know but right now mm -hmm. i'm making physical things and we'll see what happens let's <laughs> let, let's uh let's talk then about your kind of like web3 timeline so you made your first five yep and then what what happened then like how long was it before the mike tyson thing happened because that is i'm, I'm <laughs> i can't wait to ask you about this <laughs> yeah. this is what i've been really looking forward um, to i think uh my uh, my first five nfts were well, october 2020 or something like that on super rare mm -hmm. um so after that um what i did Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking to my brother. Yeah, I sold like a, I sold good. like a couple more on Super Rare, right? Um, and those were I was still just trying to play around. I was like, oh, that was cool. I sold my first ones. Let's see if I can sell the next couple and play around with like an mm -hmm. auction. I think Fawocious had started selling for like a little bit more, even crazier amounts started. And then I was like, all right, well, why is he like? What's he doing that's like different from me? 
and like or, or yeah. what, what's going on and i was just like all right well i'm making physical work and my physical paintings are selling for more than what he's selling his nfts for so how do i like kind of combine the two so i I set off on that kind of mission and created some new paintings and it took me a little bit so there's kind of like maybe a gap and and what had happened was is i had a um a a gallery down in miami that wanted to show my work so i was kind of like focused on physical for just a little bit of of time and then ferocious you know started going crazy (laughs) and i was like well I need to pay more attention and see what's going on in this space because there's, you know, things going on here, obviously. And um, I think more people started reaching out asking me to make more work in, or make more NFTs. And so I was like, all right, well, uh, I have more paintings, so let me figure out how to make these into NFTs. And I, I think that's what my, my flow was at the time. I was just taking my, my mm-hmm. paintings and, and animating them. I get the feeling that you and Ferocious uh, are like, accountability buddies (laughs) yeah challenging each other to get up and get get busy every day i I feel like knowing him and just it's like good for my time like timeline just for me to kind of like keep on pace of some sort and i don't think that's like healthy for all anybody at all but for me it's just like to challenge myself to see like where like how am i doing because i'm 32 years old and i and i've you know I feel like, you know, I've, I gotta, you know, pave the way for people and, and do things. Cause I'm always first in a lot of things, you know, and it just, sometimes it doesn't pay off, but I, I always make sure that I share my knowledge after going through that door. Um, first, I just, I just, and, and, yeah. I just, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I just noticed that ferocious actually is that, the owner of three of your super of rare course. pieces as well. Yeah, that was a good time. So it's it's good that it's healthy competition. Oh yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's all it's all love. I have a lot of his work too. Um, it's crazy. I got a lot cool. of his his work. <laughs> we collect each other's uh, artwork, and that's the beautiful thing about the space is that I don't think I, I mean, I was doing that a little bit with you know in the I guess traditional art world, um, you know, collecting other artists and kind of, but it was more it was more competitive and i guess i think that's where that that competition of art comes from me because the traditional art world is really like that you know there's uh every, mm. a lot of the artists are kind of not really trying to help each other out and and the in the nft space is the other way around so when i came in came into the space it was instant like love and everybody trying to like show each other love and share share each other's art and all of these things and i was like yes this is what needs to be happening it's uh you know we can't do this all by ourselves it it takes you know everybody to you know kind of change the world i guess (laughs) i love that and so okay let's let's keep going because this timeline's a fun timeline so tell, tell me what happened then are we are we nearly at mike tyson time yeah so mike tyson Mike Tyson came up, uh, you know, yeah, August, what, 2021 or something, 2020, I don't know, 2020, I think. Anyways, uh, I was at an art Basel for that art show that I was going to do um, for that gallery. And um, I was hanging out with Alejandro from NFT Now uh, because of we had been friends on Clubhouse. Uh, it was the Clubhouse days. And so he, you know, invited me to come hang out and uh, we were hanging out and he expressed to me that through his, through NFT Now and the homies, they had caught wind of Mike Tyson entering the space and 
that they're looking for artists and you know maybe a possibility they might like your your work or whatever so i was like yeah throw me in there i want to be down i'm down it's kind of crazy i've been watching mike tyson videos that whole week before and it just kind of happens just so happened that there's mike tyson collaboration on the table and like a couple weeks later or months later or a month later or whatever uh Alejandro hit me back up and was like, yo, they really love your work and Mike's down to do it, which you, you still down. And I was like, yeah, but I want to like, I wow. want to meet him and talk to him and all these things. Cause I don't do collaborations unless I really know the person. So that's that, that led us into the me getting my FaceTime call with Mike and we get to have, you know, our, our clubhouse talks with Mike. And then we had, and then I got to go fly out and actually meet him in LA and all that. So. So what's he like? Mike's a, you know, I grew up, you know, seeing this ferocious man and now he's so like spiritual and humble and just so like gentle and like a nice guy. Um, I was really, uh, I guess, you know, kind of like that star intimidation, you know, before you meet like a famous person um, chilling and and, and I was waiting at his... uh, at the Tyson Ranch, it's like this big warehouse that he does all his podcasts and workout and all his business stuff. He does all all there. But I'm waiting there, smoking a joint, and waiting, smoking another joint, and waiting, smoking another <laughs> joint. And then he finally pulls up, and I'm like, "All right, what up?" And he's like, "Yo, you're the artist that I'm doing the NFT stuff with." And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You want to show me some art?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So showed him the art and he showed my ipad and he was like yo that's cool you want to go smoke and i was like yeah let's go smoke and it's kind of like this whole like podcast uh kind of like thing in this little office um the nft now team and you can guys you guys can go see that on uh youtube if you uh go type in Corey van lu and nft now or mike tyson whatever and the, that should pop up Anyways, uh, we we got to do this whole interview, and, uh, you know, he was really cool. We talked about, you know, spiritual things. We got to talk about my colors. We got to talk about the art that I was creating. Um, and he really gave me insight into, like, what uh, how to finish off the collection because uh, I think I was only, like, halfway finished with the art at that time. I just came with, with art to show him something. And uh, it helped me really, like, talking to him really helped me, like, finish out the collection and have, like, his energy in there. Well, that's amazing. I mean, with Mike Tyson, when I was growing up, I'm a few years older than you, Corey. He's like the most famous man on the planet. <laughs> and so, right. so that would that that would blow my mind. But I mean, I, I love the fact that he that he. Uh, I mean, obviously, we all love the fact that he's mellowed and he's found a bit of peace. Yeah, he's obviously think... very tr- troubled as a younger man, and so. It's great to see that, but also that he then kind of contributed, you know, to to your process. I think that's that's an amazing. That's what makes this collection, I think, so like so iconic. Yeah, I think it really helped. Um, at the time, I was living in uh, upstate New York in Kingston, New York, which is uh, uh, thirty minutes away from Catskill, New York, which happens to be where Mike Tyson learned how to box at. And uh, when we had our first FaceTime call, you know, we, he asked me where I was at, where I was living, and I let him know, and that was our instant connection. And so that yeah. just, like, set the tone for the rest of the, the, rest of the work. And, um, yeah, it just made it really fun that, that I, I felt like, you know, we, he felt cool. He was, wasn't just like, oh, I'm just trying to fucking make some art and, or have this artist make some art of me and make all this money. He was actually really interested in, like, 
me and my work and what I do. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. I really, I love that. And uh, what a great, great experience that must mm-hmm. be. And so, okay, so there's a whole bunch of stuff then after that. So you've got like more Super S stuff. You've got time pieces. I know that you work with time. I can see Miss Meyer in the crowd yes, here. Time. Uh, there's, there's your, there's your blue faces, um, which uh, I, you know, been fortunate to be having worked with Rug Radio for a little while now, and so I've done a bit of post production on some of your conversations with Farouk, and I've I've heard the kind of the the background to the the Blue Faces yep. collection, and yeah, and, and how that's come off. Like, what what was the next? Let's talk about like the next year then before we get into Rug Radio time. What was that like in terms of the the artwork that you were creating, the back of COVID, the kind of the Black Lives Matter movement? Like, what was it like to be creating during? during this period yeah i think that it was i was just having fun making these like blue characters that people were like resonating with i don't know it just was um the colors just were like kind of like became like these songs that i were playing for everybody and every new piece of art was like a new song that i was dropping so that's what it felt like to me. Every time I like, I would just play like change the color up a little bit and add some different like vibes with the characters or play with the characters, and and and, and I don't know. It just turned into like a different song every time. So, um, it it when uh, so like before all the rug radio stuff, uh, it just I had like a lot of you know collaboration opportunities. A lot of people wanted to work, and a lot of people wanted to you know. Just like you know, wanted the blue and pink and all that stuff, and it, it resonates with a lot of brands and all of these things. And um, mm. some of it was interesting, and a lot of it wasn't. And now that I've done some of those collaborations and things, um, I I loved I loved everything that I did, but I wanted just. I think it's more important that I show you guys what what I can really do. Like I feel like mm-hmm. um, the, when I do whenever I did like a collaboration, like working with Jake Paul, yeah, I did this fucking amazing ass painting, and it just sits here in my studio and collects dust um, because it's you know it was it was like. I could have taken that energy and made this amazing ass painting or about some other stuff. Yeah, it has some had like this really crazy story of, you know, this like man that's on the laid out on the canvas and like this triumph, this YouTuber turned boxer and all these like crazy things. This like really amazing story that doesn't really like maybe resonate with anybody, but it will maybe one day. And like um I don't know. I feel like that took away from uh me really showing you my capabilities as an artist of like taking this idea that comes from my story my life my vision and sharing you sharing that with you guys um i can can, i've always been able to you know say you know somebody comes to me with a hey can you make this logo hey can you turn this rapper hey can you make this rapper into whatever um i've always been able to do that but now it's like what do you who am i 
<laughs> that's that's great. It's a, a and and it must be a. I I spoke last week to Jake um, Freed, yeah. um, and he he was saying that for him that is what it means to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Like and what it what it means to create art is kind of like it's a constant tussle, like to to kind of like figure out who he is and 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 what it is he's trying to say, and and then when he gets into the flow, I loved it when he said this. He was like, when I get into the flow of a piece, it's like I'm not even doing it. It's like it's just happening through me. Like I'm I'm just like the vessel that's channeling this energy to create something, and I loved and and I. I hear the way you speak. It's funny you, you speak to, you know, two people completely different people, and yet, um, and yet, kind of around about the, you're saying the that's kind because, of same thing. That's in, because in a the spirit way. is in all of us, and we can all channel the spirit. We understand what that is, and artists are just people that happen. Artists, musicians, you know, even people that have podcasts or people that channel that all the time. They're, they're doing their thing and they're able to just kind of get into that flow state. And when you enter that flow state, that's the, the spirit speaking through you and you're not even trying to do anything. You're just making some shit. And that's why I said the collaboration shit kind of fucks you up. Cause it's like, you have this other energy kind of like steering your boat. And sometimes it's cool to do that and, you know, go on a ride with some, for somebody else's kind of mission. But I want to show you guys my fucking my travels through the stars and what I see. <laughs> That's great, and uh, I I love it. And and let's in a minute let's talk a bit about what that looks like. Um, right now though, let's let's talk about the last six months because you have then gone from painting one of one work you know working with mike tyson on a collection but you've then you know had a conversation with Farouk at some point and gone right let's make twenty thousand pfps <laughs> and that is a different thing and i'm i'm really curious like now the dust has settled on it a bit uh what was that like and like what what did it what did it feel like to create that volume of work? Well, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. (laughs) 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 I'll say that. Um, I think I learned a lot. Um, That's, that's first and foremost. I learned so much doing the PFP project uh, because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I thought I, I came up, like came onto the project with the impression that I was just going to make, you know, 150 traits and those going to send them off to some developer and they were going to make all the shit work. Um, <laughs> little did I know I was, I had to do all of that myself pretty much when it came as far as like the art and generating the art and making 20,000 characters appear and look nice and, all of that stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was a really, it was a battle all the way until, you know, mint day, pretty much. I, I was creating traits and, um, I think it took me, you know, I would say the, the, the majority of the work was done in three months and that was uh, 12 to 20 hour days. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> I was wow. going in. Um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, so that was like, I would usually come into the studio and, and start working on my traits and my brother at the end of the day would help me Im- implement all the new traits into the Bueno platform, which was a whole new mm-hmm. platform I had to like find out how to use and Google and figure out, um, figure out like even what, you know, how to even put together a PFP project. And that was like one of the first things that came up um, because when, when it came down to, I was like, I had like, you know, 70 or so traits. I was like, Oh, I want to see what these look like. And I'm talking to Farouk and he was like, well, uh, you don't know how to generate it. And I was like, no, I, I thought you guys were doing that. And so we had that talk and so I was like, all right, cool. I got it. No worries. I Googled this shit and figured it out. And luckily Pablo Stanley, shout out to him, uh, created the Bueno platform. It's a really, you know, user friendly yeah. platform for people to create, uh, NFTs. It doesn't have to be a PFP project. It could be anything, honestly. Um, you can mint straight from there, uh, which is really awesome. Uh, it's an awesome tool for creators to use. And I, I'm very thankful and grateful uh, for that platform. It, it taught me a lot. It, made, it inspired me to want to use it and do other things with it. Um, so uh, that was a really, really awesome part of the process was finding that platform and learning how to use it and seeing how to, like, you know, make a PFP project and how all the awesome things you can do with, like, rarity and, um, you know, hiding traits within traits and all of these awesome, like, dynamic things that you could do. Uh, I learned all of that, and I, I'm not sure that – I now that I look at PFP projects, I'm not sure that very many of them, you know, went into that as far as we did. So I know there's, like, a lot of hidden gems within the project that, you know, you have to know to know. And so, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and and you didn't know this, but I'm going to tell you now that my show is actually sponsored by Bueno. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I know. <laughs> I've just written down 39 minutes because I'm going to clip the shit out of that <laughs> that little. Yeah, that was, a, that was a full on Bueno ad right there. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I I I, uh, I know Pablo really well, and um, I used to work with um, um amazing contemporary artist british guy called uh philip colbert and he has a, a collection called the lobsters which is uh these amazing yeah, yeah, lobster yeah, I, characters I know exactly that that project yeah and that 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 was also um created on bueno using bueno and again so many traits in that collection i think there are like yeah like i can't remember now if it yeah, but there are several hundred. No, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say there are like 600 traits in that collection. It's a big, big collection of traits, and and we we see that in your work here. And I'm curious, like, uh, you know, how do how do you even go about after the kind of two three month stage thinking, oh fucking, hell, I've got to come up with another hat or another another earring or another like how do you how do you find the inspiration to keep keep coming up with like new cool traits that are going to fit into that collection i kept seeing people on the streets um miami's Uh, a pretty interesting place and uh you know even till this day i see i see my traits every single day um walking around here in the streets so 
uh, I give it up to the streets for sure. And then uh, um, another interesting tool that just kind of like came up for artists to, you know, use is AI. And some of the traits were inspired from AI. I would uh, kind of just come up with things and like ideas into the prompt. And, you know, I think uh, the the stage mic was an AI uh, inspired uh, uh, trait. Um, There's a couple other ones that were from AI characters that, you know, like the hairstyles, um, some of the hairstyles, like the girl hairstyles were inspired from like, uh, some AI, AI created like characters and shit like that. So, oh, wow. um, just like it, it wasn't like the AI made the art, but, uh, from the AI, like generated cool ass photo. Um, I, mm-hmm. I would, I would take the inspiration from that hairstyle and kind of like pull it in there. So, um, and I, I think that was just, you know, whenever I have some kind of like block, but for the most part with this with this project it was me in my in my you know best space just, just drawing you know i was just sketching the whole time like um i just drew it uh, i i have like a i guess i could post the uh the video the time lapse of me drawing everything from the day one because uh, the procreate app kind of like saves all that shit for you but I've done mm. it a couple. I've actually posted a couple times. I'll just post it again and refresh everybody's memory. But uh, yeah, you yeah, definitely it was uh, you know, it was just me drawing for the most part. I really didn't kind of like look at too many like inspirational photos or anything like that. Just a couple things and just seeing people out on the streets and seeing a lot of it. And I'm like, damn, I got to make that hairstyle because I keep seeing it. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's a great collection, yeah, by the way, you. and I'm not blowing smoke. Like, I've got two that I've held on to. They're my favorites. One of them's in the audio gallery's vault. One of them's mine. Beautiful. And uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I really, I, I really like them. Like, they're, they're just amazing to look through. You can look through. I, I'm still finding I'm looking through and seeing things and thinking, fuck, why? I've not seen that. <laughs> and yet, and, and yet, <laughs> and yet I'm looking here and we've got uh, Opportunist and Line Trash in the crowd and they've both got the same blue beard. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, line trash is, is, is a homie. What's good? What's good, everybody? Oh man, there's hella people with the PFP. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you enjoying seeing the PFP like throughout the space? Yeah, man. I didn't I mean... expect it. I didn't expect so many people to change their PFPs, and that's just like, I guess that's like a really good form of you know support, and just that little thing right there is 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 a lot for an artist all you had to do is change the pfp you know or you know get the art and then change the pfp but uh that 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 means a lot because like you're out there repping that art every single day and who knows who knows who's looking at those those people's profiles you know it could be anybody for sure yeah so we're getting we're getting close to the end (laughs) i'm conscious of your time Corey. so we'll we'll do another you all right for another 10 minutes 10 15 minutes I'm about to roll up a cool. blunt right now. It's perfect timing. Nice. So, okay. So then having done those things, then you release three manifold editions like a fortnight ago. Yes. And they are completely different <laughs> to anything I've seen you create. So what's the story there? Like what's going on? Yeah, I'm glad somebody's paying attention. That's all. <laughs> uh, um, so that was what you would call uh, a strum of the guitar and like the 
whatever your favorite chord is, whatever chord tickle, tickles your fancy. I don't know which one this would be because I'm not like understanding of like the the actual chord sounds and stuff. But uh, I, if I were to say it would just be like a C, right? If you just strum the guitar and you hear that like nice, you're like, oh man, what is that? <laughs> And then I just put it out there and you're waiting for the next, like what's coming for the next part of the song. And, um, which was this, the, my latest piece that I released, um, uh, river. Healing. I've just pinned yeah, it. River healing. Yeah. I, I, oh, oh no, the river healing. I'm going to pin yeah, that in a minute. But, uh, I've, I've, so I, like, I've, I've just pinned the three uh, manifold. Mints. So those three manifold mints are, you know, I'm, I'm my, all my like work coming out, in the next few months will be me telling my story of the spiritual realm and and kind of like uh you know my journey with plant medicine and meeting a medicine man and um becoming a, a healer in my in my own right so uh just kind of like sharing the story with you and these are like my first you know like uh visions my first you know like uh, spirits that I've been able to channel uh, through plant medicine and I'm sharing my visions with you guys and those are my first three um, candle fly was the very first one um, I saw on an uh-huh. ayahuasca trip I was looking at a candle and it was showing me this inside of the candle so I wanted you guys to see it Atabay was um, you know when you're you're you have a campfire in the sand uh, you kind of see like the reflection of in, in the shadows of the fire on the sand. Well, I started seeing that, that face in the sand and that's what Atabe is, is this, you know, this, uh, this spirit that I was able to channel through a vision that I saw in the sand. Uh, and Yunke is a, is the, is also the, the only tropical rainforest in the United States. And, um, all these were conceived in Puerto Rico where El Yunque is. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of capture that, that jungle, that energy, that spirit that I, that I feel, uh, attached to every time that I, uh, travel to Puerto Rico. And, um, mm. that, that's what Yunque is. It's the, it's kind of like the third one I had to kind of like go back in time because I didn't make that piece or start that piece from any kind of like, special vision in uh, Puerto Rico per se, but it's kind of like more so this energy that I feel and kind of see this aura um, every time that I, that I go to Puerto Rico. Well, I would, I would urge anyone to go and take a look at those three because they are, they're something to behold on their own, like, you know, at a distance, but uh, there's also, there's a lot hidden within them when you zoom in. I've spent a long, a lot of time, sorry, like zooming yeah, in on those Yeah, tell me what you and... saw. Would you, would you like what you, I mean, there's like, a lot I know of, there's I a lot of some fun. crazy shit in there, so I want, I wanted people to do what you're doing, bro, so it, tell me what you see. I, I, uh, I likened it to, like, um, a medieval cathedral in the UK, and that is that, there's something beautiful to look at on their own from a distance with a spire or whatever. But when you get close and you start to see like the little gargoyles and the, uh, the knights and in their armor and the kind of like the coats of arms and the dragons and all of the different like things that are like 
on every wall or within every crevice and all of the incredible carving that's kind of what i likened these two because they look amazing from you know just looking at them but take the time to zoom in and you've got eyeballs and little faces and like tongues and all kinds of <laughs> cool shit and i really enjoyed taking the time to look at them all um i probably haven't looked at the third one enough because it's it's the one that we were all able to claim if we held the first two but I'm going to take another look at it, but particularly the second one, I I spent a long time looking at that. I love it's a lot that. of fun. I love that you. I love that you saw that that like medieval gargoyle kind of vibe in there. Um, it's interesting. I had this uh, this background on my on, on my first or on my MacBook that I have, my older MacBook that I have, right? And it's been on there ever since I pretty much got it. And it's this photo that I took in Germany of the sculpture that is kind of like this ball of witches and pigs and all these different kind of things all, like, mashed together. But it's, like, it's from far away, it just looks like a spear. And when you get as closer you get, you know, you start to see all of the things inside of it. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, I guess this this these three pieces are uh, kind of like an ode to an older style of work I used to do um, called Organica, where um, it was kind of like real abstract and um, this, and uh, my PFP, if you look at like the, the brown, like kind of lava lamp looking vibes there, um, that, that, that's kind of like what it looks like, but it also had like things hidden inside of it as well um, that you could see. So it's kind of like an ode to that, body of work in, mm. in, in a sense because uh it's kind of like was made in the same way where i wasn't really thinking so much and just kind of like putting like uh loose shapes in places and then i would see things and then really detail them out and and show you what i saw so i love that i love that well i i really enjoyed them and i'm looking forward to seeing more of your work in that style i appreciate that sure. i appreciate that um, so, okay, then with, with all of that body of work at your, at your feet in terms of what you've been able to produce from a Web3 point of view, what, uh, what do you enjoy doing the most? <laughs> Can I ask? Hmm. I've, I've asked already. <laughs> uh, Web3, in a Web3 sense, what do I enjoy doing the most? I think that playing around with like technology and seeing how I can use NFTs, Web3, you know, like all of this in a way where we can experience my, my world. And I, I'm just playing around with all of the ways that I could bring you into my world and, and, and see that and feel that in your bones and your soul. Um, I want you to experience it without having to even take plant medicine or anything. Um, I want you to be in that in that realm without having to do any of that. I just show you, put you there, um, and, and I think I'm fully capable of that. And I I I think my my paintings, my like my, my all these pieces are the the windows into that. But I want you to be able to walk around in that world. I want you to be able to smell that world, feel that world. So um, I think. I think, uh, you know, Web3 will kind of help me do that and go out into the into the realm of, like, 
craziness like <laughs> that you like oh we can fly in the web 3 we, we can you know put on headsets and go onto these video games and fly around and all of these things so like with that knowledge how can i you know play around with that you know the web 3 kind of like your your limits are kind of limitless so um in a sense i mean you can't really taste anything i guess through through like a vr or anything but maybe there's a way that'll happen eventually no, yeah <laughs> yeah not, not, <laughs> not yet right so um yeah yeah i i that's how, that's what i think is really interesting for me is just being able to like bring people into my world and play with the you know technologies that web3 is kind of like introducing and kind of helping make sense to the world um, I, I i think that that's it for me and then like i don't know the i think being in control of my finance i've always been somebody that's like i, I really hated like banks at first you know in a sense um so i, I don't know i just always it's like being in control of my finance is really really interesting to me and uh mm. i i really like that about web3 um just kind of I I feel like I know where my money comes from and where it goes and uh that just kind of helps me feel safe I guess I don't know. <laughs> it just is interesting. No, I know, interesting I, know I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I I I find a lot of comfort in exactly the same thing in web3 actually. And uh I think something you touched on a bit earlier too which is the fact that if you surround yourself with with the good people in web3 and there are there are a few <laughs> there are a few scoundrels out there but actually if you if you find your people and you find the good people like it's an incredibly uh as a space i i think it's incredibly encouraging uh I've, I've never felt so encouraged creatively as i have working in web3 like without a doubt so i um that resonated with me when you when you said it earlier too i think it's it's really exciting Go on then. Last last few minutes, Corey. Tell us what's coming up. What 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 are your plans? Uh, well, I'm, right now I'm painting this uh, piece. That's also like, it's like a physical slash digital piece. Um, it's uh, gonna be showing in uh, what is it called? Ignite, Dre. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be called Ignite at. Coda Works um, uh, in Fort Lauderdale. So this is going to be like public art is in, is really interested. The public art space is really interested in uh, you know NFTs because with public art, uh, the art is free for people to you know experience and enjoy most of the time, and uh, and public art like how it's created is through funding and like all of these like people have to come together to create a, a public art piece. It's not just one person, one artist, like making this art piece and he gets all this money or whatever. Um, so uh, it's a really, it's a really interesting idea for public artists to, you know, understand NFTs. And I've been kind of like helping the kind of a bunch of people that are tied in with this, uh, this company called Coda, Coda works. Um, they, they're like the top of like, I guess, the public art space they kind of bring everybody together and have their own like uh, you know uh, conventions and stuff to you know bring everybody together to network and create the next things for every for uh, each year so um i've been working closely with them and my next kind of like 
is, is to dive into that space. I want people to experience my work publicly. So I want you to be able to walk around in, in, in my, my artwork and, um, work, oh, yeah, wow. I'm working with the, with a team up in Fort La or up in, uh, uh, up north from me here in Miami, uh, called, uh, Mad Labs. And they, that's what they do. They just, you know, make the big Rafik Anadol type rooms and all these type of, all these type of like crazy pieces that are public artwork that involve digital, you know, media. And, um, they're really, really good at what they do. And they kind of like open their doors for me to do whatever I want to do with them. And uh, I'm kind of like pushing the boundaries and trying to like, you know, level up, you know, just be an artist and try to just be an artist and express myself and whatever we can make happen, we can make happen. So I'm building this like a hologram, 3D hologram piece where you can see me like, you know, uh, ascend from my body, um, like how I feel whenever I do a combo um, ceremony um, by the river. So I'm just kind of like taking this, you know, art, this 2D art piece and making it uh, a real world like experience that people could walk through. Wow, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. Like, and will we be able to see that? I, I don't, I'm in the UK, so like, yeah, will I be able to see it through be, social and stuff? It's going to be up stuff? for a year, and, or I think, and, and then it'll be able to be moved around. So, um, and it's, it'll be free. So if you're ever in, you know, Miami or Fort, you know, the Fort Lauderdale mm -hmm. area for like a year, uh, the next year it'll be up. And then, um, but that, that, that'll be later on this year, so. I imagine you'll have plenty. You'll have plenty of time to like understand when and uh, when it'll be up and how long you'll yeah. have to to go see it. Um, and then, but we make all the all the pieces they make up there. Um, they make with the intent to uh, travel around. So I imagine once it's up and people see it, uh, you know, and whenever it goes down, it'll go up somewhere else. So brilliant. Yeah. Well, I I like to ask a final question. And uh, sometimes I put it, and when I say, uh, sometimes I say, have you got any final thoughts? But I think someone actually reached out to me yesterday and said, like, I've got a question I'd love you to ask, Corey. And I think it's a good question to play out with, which is, what, what advice do you have for uh, people who would love to kind of find themselves in your position. Like what advice do you have for artists who want to make it in the space? And, uh, and yeah, what, what advice would you give people like that? <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm going to say the same shit that I've been saying for years to everybody that asked me this motherfucking question. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you have to create as much as possible, make, as much art as possible so you can stay ready so you don't got to get ready whenever that big opportunity comes you have a whole fucking body of work to show the whole entire world because you've been sitting there making art and fucking getting better and better and better every single day um i think that's what has made me you know as what i am is to create art as much as possible and I literally come every single day to my studio and, and make art just like I did before I, I made any money off of my work. So uh, I think that's the, the most important thing to do as an artist because you'll never know like, like, like <laughs> how good are you going to get just making like a piece a year. I mean, you could make that if, as long as you work on that one piece all every single day for that whole year, that piece is going to be amazing, right? 
um, if you just work on one piece and for a day and then just set it aside, I don't know if you're an artist at that point, you know? So if you, if you're making art every single day, who's to tell you you're not an artist. So that's why I say create as much as possible because nobody's going to tell you that you're not an artist because you've made all this work and you have all the artwork to back it up. So if you want to be an artist, just create art every fucking day. I love that. Stay ready so you don't have to get yes, ready. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might adopt it. Corey, uh, it's been amazing speaking with you. I knew it would be. Um, I've been a longtime fan and uh, I'm really grateful that you took the time to to chat with me today. Thank you so much. Yeah, Ben, I appreciate you for having me anytime, G. Uh, I'd love to show up. I'll come show some love to all your other your other shows too. I wanna take a take a look at some of these artists that you have on the show and you know, I, I, I hear you bringing up yeah. artists uh, um, on Sundays. So uh, next Sunday, I'll have to stop by and see the next artist you got. That'd be great. Um, actually, next Sunday, <laughs> next Sunday, I've got Jeff Staple coming on the show. <laughs> but uh, well, so, I'll uh, have to pull up be... and say what up to the homie Jeff. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we 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 are. Um, uh, the intention with the show is to really start championing like emerging artists. That's the that's the dream. Like giving giving people who are doing great things and showing up every day a platform to 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 show a community of people who enjoy collecting artwork, their stuff, and and to uh, to be able to share that with them. So I appreciate that, and it would be great to see you. But thank you. I'm going to play the same track out because I made such a cock up of playing it the first time. But um, Corey, thank you. Have a great, uh, have a great rest of your day and uh, I'll catch up with you soon. And thank you to everyone else for joining me today. Um, Really appreciate it. That was uh, audio galleries in conversation with Corey Van Loo. Uh, It was a recorded spaces go on to become a podcast and I will publish it most likely tomorrow. So thanks for your time, everyone. And uh, GM GM have fun. Bye bye. This is Audio Galleries. Conversations.